morning, I'm Annika Colbert. It's Monday, June 13th. The City of San Diego budget hearings are getting ready to wrap up. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. The number of people hospitalized in San Diego with COVID-19 is down by 16 for a total of 216. That's according to the latest data from the state. Of those, 27 are in the ICU. On Thursday, San Diego County public health officials said more than 800,000 COVID-19 cases had been reported in the region since the pandemic began. Weekly case counts in the region have tripled over the past month. The owner of the L.A. Chargers, Dean Spanos, has been accused of mismanagement in a lawsuit filed by his sister, Dia Spanos Berberian. The lawsuit accuses Dean Spanos of repeated breaches of fiduciary duties and misogynistic behavior. The suit is an escalation in an ongoing battle between the four Spanos siblings over control of the Chargers franchise. Dean Spanos, Michael Spanos, and Alexis Spanos Rule issued a statement saying they are united in continuing ownership of the team. A brush fire in Oceanside, south of Camp Pendleton, forced some residents to evacuate their homes on Sunday. The fire was reported just after noon, with a number of fire agencies responding, including Cal Fire San Diego and the North County Fire Protection District. Two air tankers were deployed to use fire retardant over the area. Fire teams had the fire stopped by about 4 p.m. A plume of black smoke blanketed the area and could be seen for miles, prompting authorities to issue a warning about smoke drifting from Oceanside into Southwest Riverside County. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Long ago, when the public square was the only place to share news, events, and happenings, people were drawn to it. Living in community with others was the route to understanding each other and the world around us. The public square has changed dramatically. But our need to learn and understand one another has it. This is Port of Entry. The Park Redison Project. Listener supported KPBS Cinema Junkie. Thank you for listening to KPBS Podcast and for being part of our region's virtual public square, where you learn not only about the headlines of the day, but about culture, music, and the issues that are important to all of us. Help keep the virtual square alive and well. Support podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. Just go to kpbs.org, click the blue Give Now button, and make a donation. And thanks again. The San Diego City Council is set to begin its final budget hearings today. KPBS Speak City Heights reporter Jacob Ayer has more on what money could end up where. The City of San Diego is close to adopting a proposed $4.89 billion budget for the 2023 fiscal year. San Diego City Council President Sean Elo Rivera says this year's budget aims to address root issues in the city. The big picture infrastructure is there's huge investment there and then housing and homelessness continues to be something that the city's investing in you know in a very substantial way another primary focus for the budget is increasing funds to hire and keep more city of san diego employees the city council is holding its final hearings for the budget on monday june 13th and the following week the budget must be adopted by june 30th jacob air kpbs news 
We're still learning more details about the crash of a Marine Osprey aircraft near Glamis in Imperial County on Wednesday. Here's KPBS reporter John Carroll with the latest. The five Camp Pendleton-based servicemen have now all been identified. One of them is 33-year-old Captain John J. Sachs, the son of former Dodgers second baseman Steve Sachs. The elder Sachs, now 62, issued a statement saying, It is with complete devastation that I announce that my precious son Johnny was one of the Marines that perished in the crash. Sachs said his son was his hero and the best man he knew. The Osprey, made as a joint venture between Boeing and Bell Helicopter, has a history of deadly crashes. The most recent happened in March when one crashed while participating in a NATO exercise over Norway. The Marine Corps is referring to the crash as an aviation mishap. The cause of this latest crash is under investigation. John Carroll, KPBS News. As the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the Food and Drug Administration continue to investigate a multi-state hepatitis outbreak linked to strawberries, a local family who got sick after eating the berries is suing the farm and the distributor. KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado spoke with their attorney about the case. When the Arthur family of San Diego ate fresh organic strawberries, they never imagined they would get sick. But that's exactly what happened. The father was so sick, he was hospitalized uh, with extremely high liver numbers, which caused the doctors to be monitoring him as to whether or not he might need a liver transplant. Bill Marler is the family's attorney. He says the father, David Arthur, is out of the hospital now, but is still suffering from the effects of hepatitis A and has to be monitored for liver failure. Liver failure can cause death or in the best scenario, may well cause you to have a liver transplant. So it's if you're not vaccinated against hepatitis A virus, you need to be very careful about what you're doing. Federal health officials have traced the outbreak to a grower in Mexico that sells the strawberries under the names Fresh Campo and HEB Organics. Marler is now suing the grower and the Fresno-based distributor Meridian Fine Foods on behalf of the Arthur family and others. The company declined an interview because the case is under litigation. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. A growing body of research shows that our health will improve by eating more like our ancestors did when food was scarce. KPBS science and technology reporter Thomas Fudge has this story about intermittent fasting. The way Americans eat has led to a common condition called metabolic syndrome, in which blood sugars are high, as are the risks of heart disease and type 2 diabetes. At San Diego Salk Institute, researchers have seen positive health outcomes when people and lab animals fast. Emily Manugian, a staff scientist at Salk, has focused on what she calls time-restricted eating. For instance, people will fast for 14 hours overnight and eat during a 10-hour daytime window. Because you need to be fasting for at least 12 hours before you're kind of really tapping into breaking down fat that you have and turning it back into energy for your body. Mark Matson, a neuroscientist at Johns Hopkins University, is doing a study where a test group of people over age 55 fast twice a week. Researchers want to see if that reduces their risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. Based on animal studies, we think it's possible the intermittent fasting eating pattern could 
shift those um, brain biomarkers of Alzheimer's disease in a favorable direction. Matson says there are currently at least 150 clinical trials of intermittent fasting in humans. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. Last week, the San Diego Repertory Theater announced it would be suspending operations. On Friday, the cast of its recently closed show, The Great Con, released a statement on social media alleging racism and misogyny at the Rep. KPBS arts reporter Beth Accomando explains. When the San Diego Rep's production of The Great Con closed in March, the six-person cast delivered a statement written by actress Michaela Bartholomew at the final curtain call. Here's part of that statement read by actor Jerome Beck that night. We make this statement as a cast and crew that has been subject to mistreatment, much of it disproportionately impacting the black team members on this show over the last two months. And And while brought us all together, it exhausted us, depleted us. But... We hope that it sparks a lasting change in this theater. Then, after the rep announced its decision to suspend operations, the group shared a letter on social media. In it, they say they were subjected to, quote, racism, misogyny, misogyny noir, discrimination and disrespect, racial profiling of hired artists, physical intimidation, and ill care following injury, unquote, while working at the rep. The rep's artistic director, Sam Woodhouse, did not directly respond to the allegations. However, he read from a prepared statement. Our goal remains, and we have much work to do towards this goal, to become a fully inclusive, equitable, anti-racist, multicultural organization. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. Coming up, San Diego International Fringe Festival wrapped up this weekend. We'll have more on that next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. San Diego International Fringe Festival wrapped up 11 days of shows from around the world, the nation, and the county. KPBS arts reporter Beth Accomando spoke with the executive director, Kevin Charles Patterson, after awards were given out Sunday night. Kevin, Fringe has not happened in San Diego for two years because of the pandemic. You just returned with 11 days of the festival. So how does it feel to have pulled this off? It's a little bit amazing that we pulled it off. It was very concerning knowing that we were going into this with such a small festival, but knowing that the surges have happened with the new strain makes it feel like we made the right decision to keep it small, keep it manageable, see how things were going to work. And I think that we are coming out of it with happy artists, happy audiences. And yeah, I think that it ended up being a complete success. And what was attendance like? 
you know from covering the festival for so long that it has a tendency to always be slower in the beginning and then our, our audiences, I should say, spread word of mouth about the shows and then the strong shows get really full and until there are just packed houses and we have to add seats, it's uh, fantastic. And how did this year compare to previous years in terms of the number of performing artists and the ratio of local to international? The ratio of artists is ideally for us 50% local, 25% national, and 25% international. Well, because of COVID, difficulties for people traveling, that uh, those numbers are way down. I think that the breakdown ended up being about 85% local and then a mix with the rest. So it was very different. You had your award ceremony last night. And can you share what won the Best of Fringe? The Best of Fringe is no surprise to me. The votes came in and it ended up being those crazy people from Japan, theater group Gumbo, with the production, Are You Loving It? Did anything strike you particularly different about this year or uh, more challenging coming back after a two-year break? There's a couple things that are just so drastically different for us. And I've said this since 2019. Losing Jacqueline Littlefield, who owned Spreckles Theater, had a huge impact on our ability to run a festival the way we had become accustomed. And the reason for that is while we were in the Spreckles Theater building, we were able to use any space that we wanted to use. And with losing Jackie, we ended up having to find a way to work outside of that space, that space where we could do anything at any time, anywhere. Now we have to deal with organizations that often have to deal with red tape themselves. It makes it very difficult to make any kinds of decisions when there's multi-level processes to go through in order to have anything happen is how it feels. I think that's just a little frustration coming out. But um, <laughs> the truth is that that is a very difficult part. And then to have difficulties with having a new location that we're based in and then have the pandemic that is not over makes it pretty darn difficult but we still managed to go through and it felt like we had artists that were happy and uh, audiences that were happy. I will tell you one thing though, when you ask if there were any hurdles, one thing that was really difficult was for us to use a new software program. So we haven't discussed this, but that's a huge transition to make. And we've got new, ticketing elements too. We're not using the ticketing company that we had used before. So with a new ticketing program that's integrated into this new software management, whoa, that makes things hard, but we did it. And is there anything that you learned from this year's festival that you are going to be using moving forward to planning next year's? 
we're going to have to learn how to deal with the city more to ensure more offerings for the public. So uh, we learned that we're going to have to deal with that and that's okay. It's just a new process for us. And we um, have also learned that we need to make sure staff members get more time to just take a break. And I've gotten zero complaints. So I wanna make sure that they have an opportunity to rest. Kevin, thank you for talking about Fringe 2022. Lady, thank you so much. Thank you for everything that you're doing because it's not just wonderful exposure for the festival, and this is completely the truth. It's that you're helping all these artists that otherwise don't have a voice. So many of them would never have an opportunity to even be up on the stages presenting their own works. It's people like you that really are um, helping. You don't have to use any of that, but it's really true. And that was KPBS's Beth Accomando speaking with Kevin Charles Patterson. A complete list of awards will be available at kpbs.org slash cinemajunkie. You can also check out the video playlist with highlights from the shows. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I.